Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. We have a very special uh, guest today. It is the first time I have ever tried to do this over the phone. So, uh, are you ready for some good music and somebody who writes good music? And are you ready for someone who loves the Lord and writes music? So, uh, and stay tuned to the end because we're going to play the song. You're listening to the Beyond the Pew with Rev. John podcast. Okay, you good? I'm good. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity to come together uh, from 800 miles away from each other, but to do a podcast to, to glorify your name, to lift you up, to talk about what it is that you have going in the kingdom, things that we may not know about. We thank you for this opportunity and this avenue to let people know what's going around in their area. Lord, I ask that you just bless this conversation. Help us to say what you want us to say and to avoid those things that you don't need us to get to. Lord, we thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And Jacob Ainsworth is with us today. Uh, Jacob is, uh, I, I'll tell you how I met him, or uh, I've actually never met him. He's one of those many Facebook people. I, I have tons of friends on Facebook that I have never physically met. Uh, people always talk about how negative Facebook is, and it can be, absolutely. But I have met a lot of good men of God, women of God through Facebook, and still have yet to ever meet them face-to-face, and Jacob is one of them. Um, Jacob, I, I got you somehow. I don't even know how it started. I don't know if you sent me a friend request or if I sent it to you to begin with. It's just been that long ago. Uh, but what really got me was recently uh, I saw a video uh, that you produced and created uh, about a song that you wrote uh, called Glory. Um, and I listened to it, and I was like, I laughed. And I, I don't even think I made it all the way through before I stopped it and backed it up and put in my earbuds and listened to it. I wanted to listen to it proper. Uh, it was great. I love that song. Um, we'll get to that toward the end of the episode. Uh, we'll, we're going to play the whole thing at the end. Uh, but I'm just rambling. Jacob, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, brother. Thank you. And uh, just glad to be here. Glad to be with you. So, Jacob, you are uh, living in North Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. I live over in western North Carolina in, uh, in the Great Smoky Mountains and the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. You live over in uh, the the Devil's Country in Swain, or uh, Silva, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so those well, people my from... Heart is in France. My yeah. heart is in France. Oh, I, love a... it. I love it. I love Northeast Georgia. I love I love Western North Carolina. I just love these mountains. It's uh, a lot of people refer to it as God's country. Absolutely, I agree with that. So, unfortunately, I don't live there anymore. I live down where you're from. I live in Louisiana. So, you're originally from where at in Louisiana? Yes, sir. I'm from. Uh, I, I did the first ten years or so around Baton Rouge, 
uh, all around the Baton Rouge area on the uh, on the east bank, and then we moved over to the west bank of the river over in uh, Point P Parish, and uh, moved uh, all around Point P, uh, New Roads area, uh, and ended up graduating high school from Laponia and uh, lived in a little town called Lottie. Got a lot of good friends down there, and uh, I love southern Louisiana. Oh, yeah. As long as you can handle the heat, it's a really nice place to live. Uh, we always talk about how we miss looking over the trees and seeing mountains. So here you look over the trees and there's just sky. So uh, it's a little different. But I tell you what, uh, before we ate or before uh, the podcast, I had me a bowl of gumbo and muffaletta. And I had it just because you were going to be on the show and I wanted to kind of Rub it in that I had a good uh, bowl of gumbo. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I appreciate that. But this old boy knows how to cook a good gumbo, and uh, I tell you, uh, there's nothing like seeing that big muddy river either, though. You know that big Mississippi, and every place has its own beauty. And the people in Southern Louisiana and Louisiana are good people, just like they are up here. And uh, it's it's a beautiful state. Good fishing, good hunting too. Absolutely, a lot of that around here. So. Uh, but you are, uh, you have a ministry. Um, you found yourself in the Carolinas, in the mountains, northeast Georgia, whatnot, and you uh, developed your relationship with the Lord. And how'd that kind of come about? Well, I tell you, I um, I've always been the kind of uh, young man and man that. Um, felt like before I got saved, you know, I've always felt like that I could make things happen, whether it be my intellect or whether it be my brawn. Um, you know, I always felt like no matter what, my persistence and any way I wanted to go about it, it would happen because Jacob wanted it to happen. And that served me yeah. pretty good until I got to be about 35 years old. And um, I, I had uh, gotten married. And um, I had three beautiful stepdaughters, uh, and um, I had a house, and I had cars, and I had all the things that a man and a and a woman have in their marriage, and I had all this responsibility, and I ended up um, losing my job, and I went on for about six months. I found another job, and then I got laid off, and. I got to a place after about 10 months of going through my savings and uh, to where I just, there was no, I just felt like there's just not a lot of jobs over here in these mountains. And I obviously, you know, had, had built a root system here. And for the first time in my life, I had to get down on my knees and ask somebody else for help. And, you know, I had always thought that I was saved. I had even been baptized. Um, you know, I felt like, yeah, I understand the concept of Jesus. I know that he was a man, and I know that, you know, he died for my sins. And, you know, my, my mother was Southern Baptist. We never went to church, though, all my growing up. We went to church maybe once or twice on Easter Sunday or, you know, Christmas. But uh, And then my dad was Roman Catholic, but he was absent. So wasn't raised in church, but I felt like I was a Christian. Um when I fast forward back to this time in my life where I'm down on my knees and I, for the first time in my life, I asked God to please, please help me. And for the first time in my life, I was sincere about it. I was desperate. 
and it was coming straight from my heart, and I was a man that for the first time had been broken down. And he sent the Holy Spirit, and it was a radical uh, saving, um, you know, which happens to some people that don't, you know, I mean, everybody's got a different way of, of finding grace with the Lord, but for me it was like Paul getting knocked off the horse and getting blinded. Yeah. And um, he put me through boot camp, and, uh, you know, I um, I learned a lot about the Lord, and uh, I began to live for him, and I began to search out after him. Um, and everything went pretty good uh, there. I, I finally got a job that I, I prayed for, and, and, and he took me all the way down to about a month out before I was going to start losing stuff. Uh, I was going to run out of money, and I had these three little girls and a wife and a dog and everything that, you know, an American man has, and I was on the verge. But he took me all the way down to the wire, and he blessed me with a job. And it was a great job. And I was able to rebuild all my finances. I was able to provide for my family. And uh, it was a true blessing. Best company I ever worked for. And um, But in that process, obviously the devil, the last thing he wants to see is somebody to become a child of God. And when he had somebody that was 100% working for him and was doing a lot of his betting and playing, um, when he saw me turn, just like all of the rest of us, he came after me full force. And uh, I hit a few bumps in the road there, but uh, stayed true for a good while. Had a couple of good years. And um, and then things took a turn for the worst for me. I decided that I was going to try to take the devil on by myself. And the lesson learned there is, is you can't do that. You know, you got to have God's help. Um, yeah. It's not something you need to do. No. And so I did, and he carried me away, and I got uh, right back into some of the same old habits of mine, which uh, my weakness is anger, um, and uh, you know never never physically harmed anyone, but I, I can I, I can allow myself to get so enraged to where I can push people away in a in a hurry, yeah. and I began to do so. And then the Lord said, okay, well, uh, it's time for you to go back to school. So uh, my wife is teaching me a lesson, and she, we got separated. And, um, you know, I mean, it's all the Lord's plan, but, uh, and it's all about learning and growing. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm closer to God than I've ever been in my life, um, and I'm constantly learning, and I'm living for the Lord, and I'm living for Jesus Christ, and that's what I'm about. And I'm all about whatever we can do to come together as brothers and sisters and do whatever we can do to put stumbling blocks in front of that old devil. <laughs> That's right. So for you, uh, I mean, that that story is very common uh, for the majority of us who've, uh, who have uh, stumbled and, and starting to develop a relationship with the Lord. But... You know, I believe that everybody, when they get an opportunity to actually try to live for God, God gives us a ministry. God gives us something that we can do for His kingdom. And uh, for some of us, we preach. Uh, some people, you know, do, you know, there's all kinds of avenues. 
but yours was music uh, a lot, and not maybe not all of it, but a lot of it is music. Um, so when you were before Jesus, or as they say, BC before Christ, for you, uh, you did you play a lot of music? Was you into the the band scene? Did you play? You know, or how, how did that process go before before Jesus for you? Yes, sir. So before Jesus, um, 2004, I, I uh, graduated college and decided that I wanted to stay in these mountains, and it just so happened that uh, I had a family band. My brother was a accomplished lead guitarist, and uh, my stepdad played the bass, and I got into playing music for the first time, and I found a true love uh, when, when God blessed me with, with turning me on to music, and we played. We had a great band. Uh, we had a drummer, John Kilby, out of Raven County, Georgia. Jared Ainsworth was the guitarist, and Andy Stimson was the, the bassist. And uh, we actually were sponsored by Guitar Center out of Atlanta oh, wow. for a stint there. And we played all over these hills. We played all around from Maggie Valley all the way over to Blairsville, down in Helen, Georgia. We played Atlanta. We played Silva. We played Franklin. We played all the local bar rooms and all the honky-tonks and motorcycle rallies, and we were doing really good. We had all the potential in the world to make it, and um, as bands do, uh, you know, we broke up for various reasons. Yeah. The main reason, of course, is the Lord wasn't ready for, any, for it to happen. So, yeah. uh, so we went our, went our separate ways. Folks moved off and this and that, and then... I continued to hold on to music and continue and started to really write music at this point. This is we started doing that in '04. This was right around I think '08, '09. We ran for about four or five years as Headwater uh, out of Otto, North Carolina, and then uh, I I started a couple of other bands. Um, you know, I had. Uh, uh, Jacob Ainsworth and the Sons of Shiners, uh, with those guys, uh, there was, uh, a couple of other bands that I had started, but nothing really took root. The Sons of Shiners took root. Um, we, we played around for about a year and we did a big finale at the U-Joint in Clayton there, um, had a, a wonderful turnout. And, uh, but again, as bands do, you know, we had some conflicts and, at that point, I had met my wife, and the Lord turned me in a different direction. I let the bands go, yeah. and uh, I, I went off with Amy, and uh, and then I taught myself how to play the guitar. Yeah. Um, in the in the bands, I was the sound man. I ran all the sound. I was the band manager, and I was the lead singer. Uh, but my dad died, and he left the guitar to me, and he had always been after me to play the guitar. And my brother went off. I didn't know if he was dead or alive, and I was just kind of uh, at a place right before meeting my wife where, you know, I was in a lonely state, and, um, you know, I, I was kind of by myself, and I picked that guitar up and started playing that guitar, and then I began to write music and kind of work my way towards getting saved so you were uh, writing music you were writing music before you developed a relationship with the lord so you, yeah, you I, so you were in the process of doing that so what one thing that i've always believed um especially especially with music i believe that that it's in us or it's not you know first of all there's a lot of people who uh enjoy the music but they just don't have the talent that's just 
God gave them talent in other places that maybe those of us who are musically inclined wish that we had talent. And then, you know, how they always say the, the movie, the movie stars want to be rock stars and the rock stars always want to be movie stars or athletes. And so very rarely we find somebody who can do a little bit of everything. Um, but I, I believe that a lot of the people that we listen to in the secular world were anointed with that voice and it's just they got drug a different direction. I believe that those voices were made, that talent to write, all that stuff, all that art uh, that they do, it was designed to glorify the kingdom, uh, but was kind of uh, commandeered uh, for the devil's work. Um, so as you started developing your skills to write, you were doing it on the other side of the fence, uh, and then you came over to the Lord, and now you're writing music. And so it's because you wrote the song Glory, correct? Yes, I did. Okay. Me and the Holy Spirit, of course. Are you, well, obviously. I mean, that goes without saying, you know. Yeah. So I, we got to give. We got to give them props. Absolutely, yeah. And the and, and what's what's great is that um, that song. Okay, so as you'll listen to it later, everybody. Uh, you know, growing up in. Um, in the South and growing up in, in the mountains, Appalachia, uh, we, we were, you know, I grew up in the eighties or I was born in 78. And so, uh, I was raised in the eighties with a lot of, um, uh, even though we didn't listen to it a lot at home, about anywhere you go, a lot of Skinner, a lot of the Almond brothers, you know, Marshall Tucker, uh, you know, all, all those classic Southern rock bands that they always talk about, uh, the Southern rock style of music, uh, was just everywhere, and and uh, and as I grew older, and I really started diving into music myself or to listening to it, uh, I just I love that style, you know. But so one of the things I want to talk about is that a lot of people, and I'm not trying to be disparaging for everybody. I'm not trying to cause an argument. I just think that there's a lot of people who have a hard time listening to Christian music that sounds like music that uh, that they would have heard on AM radio, FM radio in the 70s and 80s. They have a, they have a hard time listening to it um, when the, the music is just music. And I had a, a guy that I used to work with who actually is an atheist, which is the craziest thing ever for him to say this. Uh, but he said that there's no such thing as Christian music, only Christian lyrics. And I just kind of looked at him like, well, that's profound, you know, because the music itself isn't what's uh, good or evil. It's what you're saying, you know. And and I think that there's a lot of people in the Christian world who would hear a song that might remind them of their past, and so they want to stay away from it. And uh, and and so how do you – have you run into that yet where people are kind of like, ah, well, that's not really Christian music because it don't sound like Christian music? Well – I hope you not. know, I, some of, some of your, I mean, you know, and everybody's different, right? I mean, like, my mom's sixty two years old, and she said, "Well, you know, I really like the old gospel and the old hymns because that's what she's used to when she was raised up as a little girl. They sang from the hymnal, you know, absolutely and, good stuff I mean, in that you know, So that it's kind of it's kind of familiar to her. It's it's like walking in grandma's house and smelling the smelling the, the food cooking. It smell there ain't no other smell that you know that smells like grandma. You know Absolutely. I mean? Um for me, uh I like it all. Uh I really do like the new music. I like the I like the um 
you know, the non-traditional, the, the 11 o'clock services that, that are going on. I think the Christian music we've got out on the radio today is just jamming. Oh, come on now. Uh, you know, I mean, it's all I listen to, but don't get me wrong. I mean, I was, I'm born in 78 too, John, and, you know, I was raised on, on Skinner and, and Marshall Tucker, and, you know, I like country music. I like all music as long as it is not, promoting wickedness and whereas i used to i used to love the wicked music because i was living i was living that life oh yeah uh you know but like for instance skinner i i love simple man i think it's a great song you know uh it it glorifies god it glorifies you know uh you know don't don't run after riches and you know it's a mama's love for her child and you know i mean i love that song and Back to you're talking about writing the lyrics on the other side of the fence. I'll tell you what I what I've noted is that you know when you're when when you're a lost person, you're you're nine times out of ten you're depressed or you're upset about something because this old world is just kicking your behind. And you know your country, your old country music was generally about heartbreak. Yeah, and you know the the loss of love or you know a. a, a the loss of a of a loved one, or you know, trying to trying to find your answers in a bottle, but the bottle always goes dry, and, and you and you never find what you're looking for, and all that music all points to it's all driven by emotions, but it it the the secular music all points to needing something. And 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 they they just can't find it. Or they're just they're just one step away from it. But yeah, one step away. That's right. Yeah. It, it you know I mean it, it, it's Jesus Christ and it's the Lord and and it's the good book and it's it's our Creator. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, but well, as as human beings, it feels so good to listen to it because it speaks to our emotions. You know, I mean, it, you turn it on and you listen to it. You know, if you're if you're if your daddy just died or your dog just died or your woman just left you and you listen to that song it's about that, it kinda soothes your emotions, you know, and, and music is is medicinal. Um oh, it, yeah. it speaks to our heart and um it's truly a gift from God. But uh, you know, anything that's devil worshiping or wicked or uh uh, you know, womanizing or about doing the wrong thing, drugs, or getting drunk all the time and all that. I mean, you know, I used to dig it, but I just don't dig it no more. It don't don't get you nowhere. All it's doing is promoting bad behavior. So for me, it's always been that exact thing. I want to hear music that, you know, lifts up the name of the Lord. Uh, And there's a lot of stuff out there that is, you know, Christian and you, and you know, it's, well, it's, it's labeled Christian, uh, but you have a hard time kind of differentiating whether it is or not. Uh, and so, for some of that, I'm, some of that I don't have. A, I, I don't really have a problem with it in in that it does not promote evil and is not leading you down the wrong path. So, because it's you know more positive, then I'm cool with it, and I and I listen for the most part. Um, but for years, I, I was never a fan of, of rap music or anything like that. I would listen to it every now and then, the popular songs and whatnot. But there was a guy that uh, named Lecrae, 
got a hold of him one time and was listening, and it was just all about God and Jesus and the Spirit and, and living for that. And then it just opened up a whole other world of music that in the secular side I couldn't stand and listen to, but in the Christian side it's just amazing. It's all it's it's fantastic. And and it's the same it's the same thing with the rock style music as well, is that there are some amazing uh Christian bands out there that from even the eighties there's a group called Striper. Uh, if you've never listened to it, it's, it's amazing. S T R Y P E R Striper. Uh, it they, I mean, it is it is crazy. Uh, but it's just, it's really good because it's uplifting the name of the Lord and and such as that. So, and and when I heard your song, is there's no question. You do not have to wonder if this is a a Christian man singing this song or who wrote this song, because it is it is about glory to the one uh, that gave us life. And I think it's the lyric and and. Um, and so for you, you took that song and, or, or maybe I believe, well, cause we spoke before, I believe you said, do you have a few songs? And that was the first song the Lord led you to let go or release, correct? Yes, sir. It is. And how many songs do you have written and when, or when can we expect to hear the rest of them? Well, we're going to do, we're going to do a release of our next song right around Christmas. Um, and, uh, the name of that song is called, Oh Jesus. And that is a song that's a very intimate song. It's, it's, it's completely on the other end of the spectrum. It's not going to be anything like Glory Glory was. Uh, it's going to be me and an acoustic guitar, and it's a very personal song to everyone who's lost. And Jesus is saying, please come. I love you no matter what you've done. I love you. I'm here for you. All you got to do is open your heart and pray, and I will come. You can count on it if you're sincere in your heart and you ask for me, I will come. Um, and and, it, and it's also for Christians, too. It, it's a song that says, hey, you know, don't you ever want to just get down on your knees and cry. And, and you know, don't, you know it, it's, it's a song to remind us that Jesus is alive and well. He's here for everybody. He loves everybody, and he wants as many to come as will come before the rapture comes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so you, we're going to release that. We're going to release that right around Christmas time. Uh, we probably will let Christmas pass to give glory to Jesus Christ and the birth of our Lord and Savior. And then right after that, probably around maybe, let's say, the 27th, we may release that uh, before the 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 celebration of Jesus Christ is over and we get into the new year. Okay, so you let me know, uh, and I'll uh, definitely get it out there. So let everybody know to to follow. But they can follow. So you have um, uh, you have a Facebook page, uh, and it's and it's it's not just a page; it's a ministry page. Uh, you have what's called Amen Production. Uh, is that yes, is that your uh, what is Amen Production? Tell everybody listening. All right, well, Amen Production is basically where we're running all the music out of, and it's also uh, it, it's a business that's been created to also do evangelism. So we love music. We're, we, you know, we're definitely going to use the music that the Lord has given us to, to, um, to do His work. Uh, but another big part of this, another big part of Amen Production is to get out and do evangelism and, you know, share testimonies, 
and talk about the Word of God and just get out and 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 uh, speak on behalf of the Lord and with the help of the Holy Spirit to again we want to do whatever we can do to bring all Christians back together. We've got so many brothers and sisters that aren't even in church anymore for various reasons, and none of them are. You know, I mean, a lot of them are legitimate from a human being standpoint. Some are not. Some are. Um, and then we've got a lot of different denominations. And, you know, I was talking to you the other day, and, you know, I mean, the old devil, he's had thousands of years to do what he do to shatter us and try to divide us any which way he can come up with. And he's done a pretty good job oh, of Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Amen production. Um, I do have, uh, I've done a lot of different things in my life, but manufacturing is one of the things that the Lord led me to. And so we're in the business of producing amens. And that's where the name came from. Amen means I agree, I concur, it's finished, it's done. And we want to produce as many amens as we can. And, um, you know, I refer to all the friends on our Facebook page is the Amen Army is what I kind of <laughs> named everybody, and uh, you know we're we're just out we we we're gonna let the Lord lead us in this journey to love on and bring as many Christians as we can and save as many folks as we can and to cause the devil as many problems as we can. That's basically what our business is about. Well, that'll work. So your Facebook page is Amen Production. If you go on and you just punch in Amen Production, uh, there's a picture of a line, and you'll know you're at the right one. Uh, at the top of it, you'll see a video. It says, watch video. Our, uh, I will be playing it here in a few minutes for everybody. Um, if you would, go on there and like his page, follow what he's got going. If you live in the area, uh, you did say that it's a possibility later that you have some uh, times that you can go and possibly uh, be out singing live and such. So uh, those those will be uh, announced on your page, correct? Yes, sir. We we do intend to to do a tour um, probably next year in the spring. Uh, we intend to, to to do a tour, and and we're going to try. We're going to go as many places as we can. Wherever the Lord wants us to go is where we're going to go. Um, you know, we want to to share his music and. And again, you know, do some evangelism, and and uh, in no way, shape, or form is this just Jacob Ainsworth. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, all the brothers and sisters, and anybody the Lord sends our way, all the help we can get, we'd appreciate, and we just we just want to share. So we will be out uh, live and in person. Um, we're looking forward to that, and uh, we also have a YouTube page. Uh, that you can get to off of the Facebook page. And we also have an Instagram page, and they all are the same deal. It's Amen Production. Um, so you can you can get to the other pages from, from the, you know, there, there's links off of that Facebook page yes. that'll get you around. And then you can, if anybody needs to get a hold of you, they can just get to you through the Facebook? Or I didn't see an email yep, there. Is there yeah. Yeah, I've got my email up on the business page. The email is very easy to remember. It's amenproduction777 at gmail.com. Amenproduction777. If you email me or send me a message, I'll be sure and get back to you. 
Absolutely. So, uh, well, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on here and telling us about it. Uh, I, I love that that music is is it's it's not done. You know, there's still a lot to be written. And I've years ago, I remember thinking, how many how many more songs can there be? You know, how many more? Because it seems like eventually we would run out of uh, of song chord progressions and stuff eventually. But as I got into the Lord's uh, ministry, I realized that there's an endless supply of songs when we're singing about Him, and He'll make them work, and He'll He'll give them to us, and they'll touch us when they need them. And in 10 years, we may not remember this song, but we can remember where we were when the Lord got a hold of somebody. So, absolutely. Yes, sir. Well, Jacob, I appreciate you uh, coming on again. And, uh, and if you would, man, would you pray us out of here? I sure will. I sure will, John. Lord, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for every day you give us. And, Lord, we just ask that you use this podcast to reach as many of uh, the brothers and sisters and, and lost folks and all, all humankind as, as you can to do your work, Lord. And we just thank you for the blessings, and we thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jacob Ainsworth, I appreciate you being here. Yes, sir. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And, uh... You know, God bless your ministry, John. Thank you, sir. Thank you for what you're doing. Not a problem, man. It's good to have you here. Uh, it was my first uh, phone interview, and uh, so I'm kind of a little was a little nervous, and I was kind of wringing my hands the whole time. So I'm sorry if it wasn't as uh, good to all you guys listening. Uh, we will get better, and uh, I do appreciate your your tuning in and listening. But do go, please check it out. Amen Productions on Facebook, Instagram, and uh and the like so that way you can uh know what's going on and if you're not in that area and you have no chance of listening to him live or whatever you still doesn't mean you can't pray for the ministry that you can't uh uh lift it up in prayer and and maybe you know maybe when you the song that you're about to hear in a few minutes when you hear it maybe it can uh open up a door for you to talk to somebody um about the lord and and whatnot so until next time remember that jesus and I love you. Y'all have a wonderful day. Well, I know why things happen the way that they do. It's a hard